Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Screen Strong Families podcast, bringing you the best solutions for parents who are serious about eliminating screen conflicts in their home. This is Mandy Hammond, and I'm so glad you're here. If you are new, we are thrilled that you found us. And to all of our regular listeners, welcome back. So a couple months ago, we received an email from today's guest. It piqued my interest personally because I have three teens in the house. And also at Screen Strong, we're always looking for resources that parents can utilize when it comes to teens and things that they can learn while they're off the screen. One of Screen Strong's core values is encouraging parents to focus on the development of life skills over the development of screen skills. We talk a lot about the things that can be developed off of a screen versus on a screen. Not much can be developed on a screen, by the way. But we often ask the question, we have to just ask, what are the screens replacing? It's not so much about restricting these screens, taking them away. You can't have them. It's what are these interactive, toxic screens replacing? You might look around the world today and realize the stats are showing us, the research is showing us that teens today are not launching like they used to. They aren't developing these skills the social skills, the life skills like they used to. And we think it's Screen Strong that has a lot to do with the interactive screens and the addiction to screens. Today, we're going to talk about that. And we're going to talk about important life skills that teens need to succeed in today's world. I'm so thrilled to have our guest today, Kurt Manneke. He is an award-winning author and a sales, marketing, fundraising, and business development specialist with over 30 years of experience making customers smile. So it's no surprise that his first book is called Smile, Sell More with Amazing Customer Service. He then went on to customize this book just for teens. And so that's what we're going to talk about today because it lines up with our values so well. We are so excited to have him. Welcome, Kurt. Hello, Mandy. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yes, I, I know we talked a little bit before the recording, and I just think we have already hit it off, you and Screen Strong, and we're kind of on the same page with a lot of this stuff. So I'm super thrilled to talk to you today. So to start off, tell us a little bit about you, your family, your background, that type of thing. Sure. I, you know, I, I, out of college, I worked at a retail store and I started my own specialty retail business and I had 25 teenagers working for me because it was a snowboard, windsurfing shop, very technical. And I learned a lot about teens at that point. And I think that's one of the reasons I wrote this teen book, but I've always been in sales. I love to volunteer because of my sales background. I really enjoy fundraising and helping nonprofits raise money for important causes, animal welfare, land conservation. I love helping teens, especially teens with special needs who have so much stacked against them where the odds are so much against them. So yeah, I just got into writing these books because I used to work for a New York Times bestselling children's book author, Carl Sams, and I did oh. all his PR and his sales. And and that just kind of led me to create my books, but I'm just happy to be here today. And I, I just think my contribution to the world can really be, you know, the social skills that we're talking about today, because it's so rare to see them in action. You know, we talk about them quite a bit, but then a lot of times when we walk into businesses, unfortunately, it's not a great experience. Sometimes it is, but sometimes it isn't. Yes, yes. So how have those, I guess I'm interested now, since you've done this for a while, how have you seen this life skills, social skills change amongst teenagers back from when you first started working with teens to maybe fast forward to now? That Mandy, that is a great question. I think it's, I hate to say this, but I think it's gotten far worse. Back when I had our store, that was before cell phones and the teenagers, they didn't have the anxiety 
they might have still had the fear, a little shyness. But, you know, we had a six-week training program I created for them, and that was the basis of my first book. So before they would interact with customers, they would go through this training program, number one, to give them product knowledge. So if you walked in and asked, what's the difference between this bearing and this rollerblade and this bearing and this other rollerblade model, I could never have them say, I don't know. They'd have to have the Mm -hmm. answer and know everything about the competition. But that type of training gave them confidence. And I would hire teens with great attitude. So I would hire for attitude and train for skill. But I, you know, the kids all had good eye contact. They had good conversational skills. And the difference I see today is a lot of kids, sadly, don't have that same self-esteem. They have a lot of anxiety. They don't have those good people skills, a lot of them, sadly. So that's the difference I've really seen. I think we've taken a a big step backward, unfortunately. So what do you think has caused that? I mean, in your professional opinion, what do you think? I mean, obviously the world is changing rapidly before us. We've been through a lot the last couple of years, and that has a lot to contribute as well. But what do you, what do you think is the main thing that has happened in teens' lives to make it? Cell phones, definitely cell phones and social media. In fact, I have a friend um, he's got a, he has a little Caesars franchise up in um, Chatham, Ontario. He's the number one in international sales. And he says the same thing. And I hear this from managers everywhere, definitely social media and the cell phones, because these young adults, the time they would be having these conversations and calling people to have mm-hmm. conversations on the phone. Now they're texting and they're spending eight plus hours a day on social media or on these phones where they could be conversing. So every single day, they're losing that opportunity to improve their social skills. No, I completely agree with you. And I've seen it as well. Even in our own kids, there was a time before we changed up screens in our home that some of those skills were starting to go away. And I'm like, no, 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 what's going on? You know, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. We can't do that. The screens are doing something. So let's specifically talk about your book that you did for teens, which is Smile and Succeed for Teens. And I love the tagline, the must know people skills for today's wired world. So what inspired you to write that? Well, I wrote my first book that you mentioned, Smile, Sell More with Amazing Customer Service. And that book was based on the six-week training program I told you that I created for my retail store, my specialty retail store. But I had so many moms and teachers come up to me who read that book. And surprisingly to me, they said, Kurt, you have to get this in the schools. These are all the people skills kids aren't learning. And I said, I don't know anything about the schools. I wrote my book book for business. But I did get that first book in for DECA, which is a business um, class, a great class for for, um, young adults in high school. So some schools purchase it for that. But after so many moms and teachers told me that, I went ahead and wrote my next book, which you mentioned and you touched upon it, Smile and Succeed for Teens, based on the first book, but targeted towards teenagers to help these young adults with these social skills and people skills and the job skills that they really need. So it's based on my first book. I added 50 um, informative illustrations with educational captions. And then I added a chapter on how to volunteer effectively, a chapter on how to get a job and keep a job, and a section on overcoming stress. And I I, I had great teenagers helping me. I met with for nine months with some wonderful teenagers after, of course, I met with teachers and moms and grandmas and superintendents for the book. So 
you know, the book wouldn't be here if I didn't have so many great young people helping me with the book for nine months. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. So you actually had teens like in there. And I love because at the beginning of the book, if you guys want to grab it, it has a whole section or two pages of praise from teens. And I love some of them say, you know, now I know how to act in an interview or I like the tips and directions on smiling and how to shake hands. I mean, these seem very basic to adults that have grown up learning these things, but I definitely think they have gone by the wayside in the last decade or so, you know, and so kids really are wanting to learn these things and how can they succeed? What success have you seen with this in the schools? I mean, what kind of feedback are you getting? I know we've got some feedback in the book here, but what feedback are you getting from schools or teachers, parents? Fortunately, I'm getting very positive feedback. And I think, again, it goes back to the fact that, you know, I spent so many months with teenagers until they would read it. So after nine months, for instance, I gave the manuscript to a teen and I said, would you read this? And he said, yeah, I would. I said, don't you dare let me put my te- retirement savings into a book that doesn't sell. We can keep <laughs> doing this. And he said, no, I would read it. I said, well, why would you read it? And then he responded with, well, it's it's got some valuable information I need to know. And it's short and quick and easy to read. So I get very positive feedback from a number of schools. Um, it's used by even a lot of special education directors, Dr. Temple Grandin, the leading autism advocate. I don't know if you've ever seen, if your listeners have ever seen the movie Temple Grandin, but she had oh. called me the same day she read it. And she said, you, you know, she just said, I urge you to use my testimonial to get this book out to all teens to lower the unemployment rate. And that was very nice of her to say. So from the schools, I'm hearing them say that kids are more confident. They've got eye contact. They're smiling more. They're able to make friends easier um, on the job. It's easier for them. They're, they're actually asking for donations when they're doing a community service project. So fortunately, very, very positive feedback. And both of my books um, have won the teacher's um, well, my teen book has won the Teacher's Choice Award, and then both books have won the Mom's Choice Award. That's great. Congratulations. That's Thank really you. neat. Thank you. I just love that there's something out there that's reaching the kids that want to learn these things. You know? Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's let's do this because this could be a part of the podcast that parents might just tell their teen to listen to. I would love if you would go over the top 10 people skills from your book. I don't want to give your whole book away, but this was my favorite part. And I read them out loud to my kiddos. What are the top 10 people skills and anything you want to expound on them? And if you don't have them all memorized, I mean, I'm sure you do, Kurt, at this point. But if you don't, I have them in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Mandy. And I, I love that you read this to your teens. You know, in doing both my books, I have the top 10. And I thought if if the readers only learn the top 10, especially the teens, if they only even learn number one, smiling and saying hello, they will be so far ahead of the pack. Mm-hmm. So the first tip yes. is smile and say hi. So when you meet somebody or you walk up to somebody to make a friend, which teens really need now more friendships and stronger friendships, this teaches them to walk up to somebody, smile, introduce yourself, say hi, how are you? And have a nice conversation with them. So that's the first tip. And that's so important when your teens go to work in a business, when a customer walks in, how many of your, and you too, Mandy, how many of your listeners have been ignored when they walk into a business where, where they just aren't aren't respected, where somebody maybe gets back to them in five minutes? So this teaches teens, as soon as that customer enters your business, I don't care where you're working, if it's a hospital, if it's a store, if it's a car wash, if it's Home Depot, you smile and say hi. That sets the foundation for all future successes. And if you don't do that, a lot of people will walk out 
and they will go online. So that's mm-hmm. the most important tip really in this book. And you had mentioned this. These things seem so deceivingly simple, but like business expert Tom Peters has said, the little things are the big things. Think about why. I want your audience to think about why do you go back to a business? Why do you buy from that business or that person? It's all relationships. Same thing with donations. Who do you donate to? So we're talking about relationships. The number two tip in here is make good eye contact. So when a customer walks in or when you're making a new friend, look them in the eye. Don't be slouching. Don't look down. If you have trouble looking them in the eye, some individuals with autism understandably do. I've got a little tip in the book to pretend there's a uh, bullseye on the person's nose and look at their nose when you're talking to them. I love that. And eye contact conveys confidence and that's why, and it shows interest. And that's why as a teen, you want to be doing that. The third tip is really, really important. And I think some parents cover this, some schools do, but obviously it's still a big problem out there. Turn off those electronics. I have to ask parents, why do kids need a smartphone? I mean, mm-hmm. really, what are, what are, why, why do they need it at work? If somebody has to get a hold of somebody, they can call the work number. It's very rare that somebody needs a smartphone. I know I might sound mean saying that, but there are so many advantages to not having one. The, yes. the advantages far, far, far of not having one far outweigh any advantage that they'd have from having one. So turn off the electronics. This is a great guideline for any teens who have never been taught this. Electronic etiquette, you know, whatever you post online is there forever. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't want to post some crazy pictures on there that some college advisor, when they do a search on your name on social media, is going to see that. The other, you know, the other thing I wanted to say is don't be, don't text and drive. This is not what this book is about, but I like to get that message out there. At right. work, leave your cell phones at home, locked in the car, or if you have to have it on you for some reason, leave it turned off. Now, if you've got some emergency where you have a health issue and you have to have a cell phone on you, that's totally different. And that's what you want to talk with your employer about. At the dinner table, How many of you have gone to restaurants and you've seen a whole family there and they're all on their cell phones? None of them are having a conversation or two people on a date. It's very, it's really disappointing to see this. So leave your electronic, leave your electronic silenced at the dinner table, when you're at church, when you're on job interviews, you know, these are just some basic guidelines for teens. Number four is say please and thank you. Let's pretend a teenager is working at the counter and I go purchase something and I say, thank you. As a teen, you want to say you're welcome. Look that person in the eye, smile and say, you're welcome. Never say, yep, or no problem. So if I say, thank you, that customer does not want to hear, yep, or no problem. That is not going to bring them back to your business. And you might have your own business and you, you, you have to do everything right when you're at a business, when I had my own business, you cannot afford to lose a customer. And if you want to keep your job and really excel at that job and have the employer be happy with you, you want to do all these little things right that bring that customer back. So again, it's your welcome. It's not, yep, it's not no problem. The fifth one is shake hands firmly. Now with COVID, I thought it would be a little different, but shaking hands has come back. 
if it is something you're not comfortable with, you can always wave, you can do an elbow bump or a fist bump. So you want to look that person in the eye, give them a firm handshake, not too soft, not too tight, hold it for a couple seconds. That's so important. What we're really talking about here is what Will Rogers said, you never get a second chance to make a good first impression. And that's really what we're talking about with teens. And I'll go on to number tip number six, how to introduce yourself, how to make a friend. And this is really important because we want teens to build lifelong friendships, to meet people in middle school, elementary school, high school, and still be good friends with them, you know, throughout their entire lives. When you meet somebody, you want to go up to them, smile, say hi, introduce yourself, say something like, you know, I'm Kurt. It's so, it's a pleasure to meet you. And they should say back, well, hi, I'm Pam. It's nice to meet you too. And if they don't, you can say, and what is your name? Mm -hmm. You want to engage people and ask them questions about themselves. You might ask them, what are some of your favorite hobbies or what brings you to this business today? Or what school do you go to? And then listen, stop and listen. That's so important also. And that's The next skill we're going to talk about, number seven, is pay attention. Listening is so important, especially at work. If you have a customer, and let's pretend you're working, I don't know what, Mandy, would be a good business where a teen would be working. Can you think of? Well, you know, I'm just going to give you the example. My daughter just started working at a pet food shop. Oh, perfect. perfect. Yeah, pet food store. Let's say a customer walks in. What's your daughter's name? If I can ask, if I don't know if... Yeah, sure. Her name is Lydia. Okay. Let's say a customer comes in, sees Lydia's name tag and says, Lydia, I'm looking for um, some cat food. And Lydia is probably going to say, well, what type of cat do you have and what type of food are you looking for? Now, when that customer responds with, well, my cat has a really specific disease, so she has to have this particular kind of food with this ingredient and this ingredient Lydia wants to be listening to that so she can come back with, we have the perfect cat food for your cat. Because your cat has diabetes, this cat food has this ingredient and this ingredient, the two that you mentioned. And let me show you where it is and I can show you the different sizes that are available. If you didn't listen, and how many of you have experienced that where you (laughs) give somebody the details like that? And they're not even listening and they go just show you all the cat food that they've got. Nothing that would help your cat that has a a specific disease or diabetes, for example. Listening is so critical. The next tip, number eight, is be enthusiastic. How many of you have talked to somebody where it almost sounds like they're just almost, you know, there's no spark to them. Um, It's a dull conversation. They're monotone. It's not exciting. You you want to have some passion, not over the top, but you want to be enthusiastic, especially if you're with friends, if you're you know interviewing for a job, you want to show them that you're interested in this job and you want this job. When you're at work, you want to have a positive attitude. You want to be enthusiastic about helping that customer or helping a coworker or your boss. The next tip is ask questions, just like Lydia did in the cat food example. When you're with your friends, 
you want to ask questions about, you know, what hobbies do you have? What are your favorite things to do in the winter? So asking questions is a way with friends for you to learn about other people so you can have deeper conversations with a customer when you're asking questions. It's a way for you to gather the information that you need to help guide that customer to the right service or product. And in doing that, you're going to make the sale and probably sell more because not only will they need that product, but they might need a dish to go with that cat food, or they might need Mm -hmm. a brush um, for their cat. You know, there's suggestive selling techniques also, because you don't want that person to go away and then find out that they needed something else to go with that product that you didn't tell them about batteries, for instance, with a product, and then they have, they have to come back. The 10th tip is proper body language. You want to stand up straight, have good eye contact. You do not want to be slouching. If you're at a farmer's market with your own business selling a product, or if you're at a trade show, or if you're at some um, college career fair, or you walk in and you're going to the admissions office in a college, for example, or meeting new people, you want to stand up straight. You want to have your head high, held high. If you're working at a trade show, you want to have your arms not crossed. You want them at your side. You want to be standing up in front of your table, greeting every single person that walks by with never being on your phones. So those are the the top 10. And like I said, if you just get number one, smiling and greeting that person with a smile, you are way ahead of the pack. Yes. I was thinking that too, as you were talking through all those, I'm like, you know, the saying please and thank you, the shaking hand, like all of that goes with the smiling. Like when you're smiling at the get go, you know, you're going to be paying attention to somebody. You're going to be enthusiastic. You're going to come across that way. So I love those. As I'm listening to you, Kurt, I'm going, these are great advice too. I'm thinking about our, we have a group on Facebook called Screen Strong Families that we've got about almost 4,000 families now that have joined and that want to be screen strong and they want to detox their kids from these devices. And we've got people from all parts of their journey that are just getting started. Or lately we've had a few posts from families that are about a year in and they're like, oh my goodness, I got my teenager back. It's so great. And I'm seeing different posts about, you know, oh, my my son is starting this babysitting, you know, business or because it's funny when you take your kids out of the screen world, the screen bubble, and they're actually living in the real world, they start to just come up with the coolest things to do because their creativity comes back and they start to create things. And what can I sell? And this entrepreneur spirit comes out. It's just so cool to see. So I'm thinking as parents are on that side of it, this is going to be a great resource for them too, to be like, Hey, here's some great tips for you because once they're off the screen, they can start to see more clear and, you know, be motivated to do these things. So thank you for sharing those. You're welcome. I love that story about the teens starting baby to, you know, babysit and things like that. That, that, That's so refreshing to hear that. And I I wanted to add something to this conversation before I forget if I can. I talked with, um, I met her on LinkedIn, Sherry Schuyler. She's a psychologist and her words I thought would be impactful for this. We were talking about cell phones and, and she said in our culture today, it's so different than when her and I grew up, there are no expectations for social skills. And then her next sentence was, we are giving these kids a pass and we shouldn't be giving these kids a pass. We should be teaching them these social skills, taking those phones away and making sure they get out in the real world, conversing with friends, hiking, 
joining groups where they're, you know, practicing face-to-face communication and having a fun time and working, you know, getting that job in high school. That's, I hear that from a lot of counselors that one, one of the big problems they have now, these young adults are afraid to fail because there's so much pressure on them to get good grades and the parents aren't having them get a job when really they can learn so much about leadership, self-esteem, they gain confidence, they practice their social skills when they have a part-time job in high school. And I couldn't agree more with what these counselors are saying. I'm sorry to go off tangent a little bit. No, that's... that was important. Well, that's great. And honestly, we say this in a lot of our presentations when we talk about healthy brain development and the type of things that build a healthy brain in a child and in a teen are these type of things you talk about today. And it's, it's having a hobby, being in sports, having a job, being out in real life where they can gain these experiences and build a healthy brain. And when when and if your child is doing all those things, they're doing chores, they're doing all these things that teach them life skills. When they're doing all that, there is not time for social media. There's not time for the video games. You know, if you're truly packing in your child's day with those things that really matter and that are going to serve them when they become adults. So yeah, we're on the same page, Kurt, for sure. Oh, that's great. And you know, the the job, there's so many advantages. You meet new friends, you meet nice customers, you get confidence, you're you're, you know, talking to your employer, you're getting great relationships, you have something to put on your resume. The same thing with volunteering, all social skills. In fact, when Temple Grandin called me, she said, I love your section about a suggestion about volunteering in an at an animal shelter in your book that gets the young adults practice with their social skills. There's so many benefits to, as you're saying, Mandy, to young adults and teenagers getting out there and just socializing. You know, I, I still have friends that I met from high school jobs that are good friends now. And it's just, it's a wonderful experience. Yeah. And not to mention when they get a job, they start to bring in some income as well. And then that's a whole life skill of budgeting and things that they can learn. Great point. Yes. That's so important. Great point, Mia. We, and Melanie, our founder, you know, says it a lot that teenagers are apprentice adults. They are not adults yet. And so we, it's our job as parents to be the coach and teach them, you know, how to be an adult. There's just a couple more questions I have for you, and it's around your final words of advice. And we ask all of our guests this just to kind of close up things, but this will be two parts. So I'm wondering what final word of advice that you could give to parents who desperately want their kids and teens to have these skills. What would you say to them? And then the second part is what's your final word of advice to teenagers? So starting with the adults and the parents. To the adults and parents, I would say role play with your young adults. Um, I do have a parent's guide. It's got role play activities in there, but role play with your young adults. Same thing for teachers. If they're not comfortable with these, you take the place of the employer, have your young adult be the customer. I do this when I, when I help teenagers and vice versa. So you practice entering that business, let your young adult practice saying hello or do it with two teenagers. Get them comfortable with a lot of these skills we're talking about before they're thrown onto the floor of the retail store or the business because those businesses are not going to teach them these soft skills. And I think it's a recipe for disaster to get these young adults into that into these jobs when they haven't learned these skills first because ultimately a lot of times they get fired or they just fail. They have their cell phones out. So I would get them comfortable with these skills and then let them go get a job or volunteer to practice these skills. I love that. Perfect. And then what, so if a teenager is listening today to this, what would your advice be to them? 
my advice would be try to, if you're on your cell phones a lot, try to little by little every day, every week, just get off those phones, get off social media, maybe a half hour less each day. I think you'll find you'll be much happier, happier. You'll have less anxiety, pick up a book, start a new hobby, read a book, like I said, that you've always wanted to read. And if you don't remember anything else from this, when you're working at a new job, remember to smile and say hi within three seconds of that customer entering your business and also learn, and this is in my book also, we didn't cover it, how to answer that phone properly. When you're in the real world, practice going up to people, smiling, making eye contact and introducing yourself. Get, make some new friends out there. I think you'll be pleasantly surprised uh, about how many nice people are out there that you just don't know yet because you're spending so much time possibly on social media. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Kurt. This oh, has you're been welcome, Andy. Awesome. Thank you so much. This has been so nice. This has been so nice. And thank you so much for having me. Yes, of course. So where can people find you or find your books? My website is www.smilethebook.com. I also have the book, The Teaching Guide, The Parents Guide on Amazon. And my first book is on Amazon also. And I do have classroom packs on my website. And I do have an online course um, if they're home learning for parents to use with the kids if they prefer it that way for Smile and Succeed for Teens and eBooks, of course, and an audio book. So either Amazon or my website. Oh, wonderful. Oh my goodness. I'm excited to see how many parents and teachers can take advantage of this for the teens in their life. Thank you so much again. You're welcome, Mitty. Thank you very much. I hope you all enjoyed listening today. Feel free to share this with a friend or a teen in your life. If you enjoy our content, consider becoming a podcast sponsor. You can contact us at team at screenstrong.com for more information. We depend on donations from our community, so you can visit our website at screenstrong.com to donate if you'd like to do that. And a couple more things I'd like to mention before we go. If you haven't heard, our brand new ScreenStrong Families membership is launching December 1st. This is where you're going to be able to access our exclusive Kids, Brains, and Screens online course, which is eight lessons long, and it is just so awesome. It's been a labor of love for us. But not only that, with the membership, you're going to receive new content every month from ScreenStrong. Um, it's going to be amazing. So this is by far our best resource yet. You can join the waitlist for now before it launches. Um, and when you join the waitlist, you are also entering our Black Friday giveaway, which we're going to be having more come out about that this month as well. The link you can go to for that is screenstrong.com slash lifestyle. If you need help right now, we would love for you to join our ScreenStrong Families Facebook group where you're going to find support from other parents just like you. Remember, we've got your back and we are here to help you. So until next time, stand up for your kids, stand out from the crowd, and stay strong. Thank you.